I don't know about you, Tuesday, but there are very few films that made me feel as cold as Arctic did. Oh, for sure.、Uh, I'm not one who usually gets cold, but I definitely put my sweater back on about 15 minutes into the screening. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want a hot drink for this movie. So, are you going to tell us what you're drinking then? Not yet.、Uh, after all, we don't do spoilers on this podcast. You'll just have to stick around and hear what's in my cup later. <sighs> Fine, but something tells me there'll definitely be whiskey in it. <laughs> Maybe. She's Tuesday, and I'm Kaylee. Stay with us as we take a polar plunge into Arctic right here on Whiskey and Popcorn. Initially, they give you almost no preview of what this movie is going to be about. The trailer is like legitimately 30 seconds long. So we will post it on the website. And to be honest, I kind of loved that because Kaylee and I went in knowing very little. And, you know, sometimes trailers give away way too much. Oh, for sure. And quite honestly, the, the premise for this film is very simple. Overgard is our lead.、Uh, he's played by the Danish actor Mads Mikkelsen, and he is marooned somewhere in the Arctic after a plane crash. And he lives each day by fishing and sticking to a very strict schedule of digging out a huge SOS in the snow, which makes a very prominent feature in the trailer. He also spends time tending the grave or graves, it's hard to tell, of his fellow passengers. And also sitting in the snow on a hill, sending a radio signal, what seems like for hours. This film is pretty much Castaway, the Polar Edition. And he has a schedule down to a T, as his watch beeps every few hours. He's been living like this for who knows how long. And really, it's only when a helicopter appears that things change. Of course, Overgaard at first thinks, oh my gosh, at last, I'm going to be rescued. But the helicopter gets sideswiped by the storm and the winds, and it actually crashes, killing one of the pilots. The only survivor is a young woman, we can assume is the co pilot, played by Maria Thelma Smaradador. Pay attention to the intense grief on Overgaard's eyes when the helicopter crashes. It's absolutely devastating. Oh my gosh. This film is very quiet, much like Castaway. Not a lot、uh, is said. It's not until he gets to this female co pilot that he even starts really speaking at all. And she, though, is so severely injured that she doesn't speak beyond moans,、uh, maybe a few, like, kind of yeses, noes utterances. Like, we never even find out her name. She is just cast as the young woman. So, Overgaard, you know, is trying to rescue her. He takes her back to his camp, which is his downed plane, and she's just not getting any better. And he comes to the decision that he's got to try and make a break for it to the nearest outpost, which is just miles and miles away.、Uh, there's a reason why he's been sitting out there at his downed plane and hasn't tried to go to that outpost himself. But the woman's dying and time is not on their side. So he sets out, leaves his base camp, and tows this young woman across the tundra. 
And here's a clip. Uh, you will hear that there's, like I said, not a whole lot of talking in this film. There's the sounds of the wind. You can hear the snow crunching. Just all these really desperate sounds of a frozen struggle to survive. And just that sort of almost ominous, monotonous beeping of his watch marking the time. So this film is a prime example that dialogue is not always the most important aspect of a film. Overgard was alone for a long time, and even when he begins to help this young woman, they don't even speak the same language. No. She was like Thai or something, right? Yeah, which I don't think helps us figure out what region he's in at all. <laughs> but, And I agree, it's very Castaway, like the foreign, colder version. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I really liked Castaway, and I definitely liked this film, it was suspenseful. Uh, I never knew what was going to happen next. And oh, I cringed when they encountered that polar bear, like grabbing my arms of the seat at like intense. Never at any point in this movie was I bored at all. Right. And you would think, oh, it, it's slow. It's slow dialogue. But the, the opposite can be said. Now, tell me if you remember, last year at Sundance, we saw a film that ended up being like one of your favorites last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, The Guilty. Right. Totally what I was thinking when we were watching this. So for those who haven't seen it, a police officer, for whatever reason, is stuck on desk duty for incoming 911 calls. And the entire film is set in that one room, and he attempts to help this woman being kidnapped by her abusive partner. Now, we never see what's going on in their car because they're driving. And it really only consists of these two characters in this one room. That's it. But the film culminates to the most intense and mind-bending films of the trip. And that's how it is here. You strip all the erroneous content and you get this thriller without the fluff. Mm -hmm. It has that same feel, almost like the Blair Witch Project. Minimal budget, huge impact. Oh, for sure. This film just, I can't praise it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, the pacing of it, the the suspense, the, the urgency builds. And just that frozen landscape. Like, if you think the polar vortex was bad, I'm sure Overgaard had it much, much worse up there above the Arctic Circle. You know, we're super lucky here in Phoenix. Our cold is like the 50s. But nothing screams winter like this movie. And, like, I seriously was, like, shivering just watching him crunch through that ice and having to, like, dig out a hole in the ground just so they could get out of the wind. And I'm just like, this is awful. Yeah, to lay in a hole of snow means you're going to be cold. And it's a survivalist film. So it's like every time you think it can't get worse, it does. It's and it's, it's oh, devastating. I know. You know, and it, amazingly, this is uh, director Joe Pena's first feature film. Man, is he just able to capture all the highs and lows, that, that brutal, grueling journey across the snow and ice. I just felt every ache and pain from 
stubbing your toe to cutting your finger to just even pulling on the ropes on the sled to mm-hmm. tie her down. Like, you know how your hands just ache when they're mm-hmm. cold? It just even you felt that. It. You feel it. Oh, and so the acting in here, when we only had the two actors the whole time, was phenomenal. And it was so physical. They just were so, so good. I, and there was that one scene, do you remember, when Overgard nearly breaks his leg? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So I yeah. think the whole theater cringed. Oh, I, I mean, I couldn't look at it. I had to look away. Uh, it was just, I was physically cringing in my seat. I was looking through my fingers. This film Ugh. is intense. So let's talk about this main guy, Mickelson. Let's be honest, it was a one-man show. Yeah. But, you know, if dialogue isn't readily available for a script, it takes an absolutely powerful actor to say what's going on in the story without words. And Mickelson's face, just rugged, windblown, chapped, and he shows communication with his eyes and total despair with his face and even the utter joy when he thinks he's being rescued. What an absolutely strong performance. It's just almost poetic to watch him go through this suffering crucible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's one of the few films where I came with a lot of questions and I still left with a lot of questions, but I'm not mad about it. Like, yeah. we never do find out why he was stranded there. And the ending is very ambiguous, so we won't spoil it here, but it's just... It was very European in that way, Mm -hmm. but instead of feeling unsatisfied like a lot of European films leave me, this one I was just like, oh man, I just want to watch it again. Oh yeah, this this is worthy of repeating. So if you guys want to go, you can take one of us because we will definitely see it again. I'll just bring my puffer jacket this time. Oh yeah, definitely dress appropriately for this movie. Oh my gosh. So now that we're freezing while recording... Let's get to some drinks. I gotta know, what's in your glass? Well, after that freezing journey across the snowy wastelands of the Arctic, I want nothing more than a hot Irish coffee. No surprise there. (laughs) In fact, uh, I recommend having one in hand as you watch this movie, because otherwise you're going to freeze your little tuck-ass off. But what about you, Tuesday? What are you drinking? I am having a wonderful and warm hot toddy. Hot toddy all the way. Mm. In in any one of my past, I have fixed my every ailment or sadness with a really nice, neat, hot toddy. I could go for one of those, too. Why don't we, uh, we make doubles for both of us? We'll each have one. Deal. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we can both give this film a resounding recommendation. It's definitely unlike anything else out there in theaters right now. Now, this will be a limited release movie, so search your local artsy theaters for dates and times. And keep warm with us by subscribing. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And don't forget to like and follow us on our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, when we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>